Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. Hi, <laughs> uh, David Bolton. And I'm Ben Ketchum. What's, What's up? Ben. <laughs> yes, sir. You told me right before we should start the show. <laughs> right. You're not ready. Right. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. I, we've been getting notes to this effect yeah. for years now. <laughs> when are you guys going to ready up? <laughs> Why is Penn, when is Penn going to finally be ready for the show? Yeah. Well, listen, stay tuned. And I told you I wouldn't <laughs> take the show seriously till we renovated the studio. <laughs> right. Here we are. Here we are. Five years later, right. this desk has moved 90 degrees. Right. We are completely, the view is, now my view yeah. is profoundly different. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got a whole different wall I'm looking at, all so kinds of I. different things. Yeah. And I'm looking at a guy with no beard. Oh, my gosh. The guy I used to record shows with was like in his 40s. Yeah, this guy's probably 39. No, I was I was gonna say like 28. Like what? I'm no. sitting here with a kid. No, I want to see your ID. No way does my baby face baby face down that much. Are you old enough to be doing a show? No, <laughs> I was never old right. enough to be doing a show. <laughs> yeah, but when when I trimmed the beard, it was like, what do you do now? Do you right. keep it? Right. <laughs> I immediately was like, can I tape it back on? Right. Re regrets. Right. Regrets. been had. Yeah. So I just blended it up and oh. had it for breakfast. Did they recognize you when you walked? <laughs> <laughs> you almost slipped by there. Right. <laughs> Half of our audience just barfed in their mouth. Yeah. Um, did the guys recognize you when you walked into the theater? Uh, nobody said anything to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, because our boy's not here. Jason's off yeah, today. Yeah. Um, and everyone was kind of helping people, so yeah. we'll see on the way out. Usually yeah. that's when I, they catch me. It's a good rainy day, so we have a we should have a pretty decent lobby. Yeah. It's we've been pretty busy. We had a kind of a slow weekend. Uh, was this the weekend? Yeah, yeah. We had a slow weekend because Saturday was the storm of the century. Right. You know, we were buried under an eighth of an inch of snow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Did you drive around though? Um, I did not, and okay. I shouldn't kid around about it because I heard the roads were pretty bad. Yeah, I I went out to to get some sustenance, um, <laughs> sheets, and pizza, pizza, <laughs> pizza and pasta. <laughs> what can I say? Right. Uh, I went out to get some sustenance, and I was like, "Whoa, hold up!" Yeah, some roads were fine, but then right. other roads were like, "Whoa, no, for real." It was it was pretty awful, and our attendance reflected it as such. Yeah. So anyway, all right, David, you got some news or you, I, I got some news. You got some news. I got, should I start with my secret news? Yeah. Just to set the tone. Just to, If there was a tone, mm. you had like a fork, a tuning fork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ding. What would it be? Would it be this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hit it. All right. Listen, I'm going to read you this news. Oh my gosh. And I'm not positive. I feel like it's such big news that either I totally scooped you and I'm like the man. Or, or it's a fake trailer. It's fake news. Because <laughs> I feel like it's so big. Yeah. You should have been telling me about I, it. I can't wait for me to be like, we talked about that last right. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the third option. So, okay. so the first option is big points for Penn. Okay. The second option is 
fake news. Okay. The third option is we talked about it last week. week. Yeah. (laughs) But the date, I clicked on the story and read it with interest. Okay. And then the date of the the news story is today. At like 2 p.m. No. So I thought maybe I did. Maybe you did. Maybe scoop. I did scoop you. Here's the headline. It's in the universe of Star Wars. Mm. Is it this one right here where it says the next big Star Wars film is? It is from the small screen. John Favreau direct The Mandalorian and Grogu, which goes into production later this year. Produced by Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Kathleen Kennedy. Um, it says The Mandalorian and Grogu are embarking on a new adventure to movie theaters. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Directed by Chuck. We we had not forecasted the fourth option. <laughs> that it was already it was on the list. <laughs> it was already in the show notes, but I didn't read it. <laughs> surprise fourth option. There was there was a there was a okay. surprise fourth option. Well, give it to us uh, in slow talk but, since I read fast. But David, is this this is big news, right? It seems, yeah. seems to me, it's, yeah, it's huge news. Okay. Yeah. So The Mandalorian, which we all loved. Right. Well, and, mostly, yeah. Yeah. And Grogu. What's Grogu? Grogu, baby. That's Baby Yoda's name. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, very popular Disney Plus shows, yes. both yes. in their own rights. Just, just, <laughs> just cracking a cold one. Just cold one. No, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> if I had a little tipsy during the show. Right. <laughs> David's all hopped up on spring water. I shave this beard. I need it. <laughs> So The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, two very popular Disney Plus shows, are coming. They're making movies. Uh, they're the coming. Mandalorian and Baby Yoda are one shit. <laughs> oh, oh! They're making a movie with The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. A movie. I'm starting to think you haven't watched any of The Mandalorian. I did. I watched all The Mandalorian. Okay. So. Baby Yoda is just a character. In right. I'm aware of that. Yes. And you're saying these are not two separate movies. These are two separate characters in one movie. Right. Called okay. The Mandalorian and Grogu. Oh, I didn't know. I did not know that. It's called The Mandalorian and Grogu. And that's, Grogu. that's the name of the movie? Yeah. But that don't try to run that by me. That's not the name of the well, show. Look. No, no, no. But that's not the name of the show. The name of the show is The Mandalorian. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. And you're saying they're making a movie and the movie's going to be called The Mandalorian and Grogu. Right now that's what they're saying it's called. The Mandalorian and Grogu's excellent adventure, <laughs> like bogus adventure. <laughs> bogus adventure. Anyway, uh, looks pretty legit. It's going to be directed by John Favreau and produced by Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni. Yeah, The Mandalorian and Grogu will go into production in 2024. And Favreau said this very nice news. He said, I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created. The prospect of bringing Mandalorian and his apprentice, Baby Yoda, to the big screen is extremely exciting. I love it. Now, we talked a little bit last week. John Favreau's name name came up in conversation, did it not? Just to, just to, to tack on here. I'm not in, changing the subject. In, yeah, in this thing, they also announced Ahsoka Season 2 by Dave Filoni. Oh. Okay. Is also announced. Yeah. Last week we were talking about Marvel and mm-hmm. we were talking about directors and you were said we were we were sort of, we weren't hypothesizing. Making, we were hypothesizing who was the best superhero director. Yeah. And you you and I both put Christopher Nolan awfully close to the top, if not the top. Right. Right. But then I made the case like you could make the case that John Favreau with what he did with Iron Man, the original Iron Man, was pretty special, and therefore he should be at least at least included in the conversation. Well, he set the tone for the whole season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the whole universe. Phase one, yeah. Right. Um, Give or take the good and the bad, like that. Was, sure. It definitely set the tone. I would say, 
I would agree with you because I think if it weren't for the tone of that movie, yes, the entire Marvel universe would be different. Hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> you just gotta knock that back. Yeah, yeah, that's what on I do. the records. That's what I do. <laughs> yep, I'm all hopped up on spring water. Spring water's going right <laughs> to that. <laughs> Um, so, so you're agreeing with me that we like John Favreau, and the prospect of him directing a Star Wars movie, another Star Wars movie, is pretty great. Yeah. Did he direct one yet? No, he directed the Mandalorian. Okay. So him him doing another Star Wars project. Yeah. Is pretty great. Yeah. You know what I would like? So we don't talk about it on the show that much because it's not really our thing. Yeah. But um, the Christian religious audience has the this popular TV show called The Chosen. Mm. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I've only ever heard of it because every now and then they, they book and they put like three episodes right. released in theaters. Yeah. And they sell out like crazy. I mean, there's a great audience for people who come out and, and love this stuff. And I would love, as we ramp up towards Mandalorian and Grogu, I would love for Disney Plus to release, like, like let's show three episodes of Mandalorian. Let's yeah. show the whole series you know, in groups of three episodes. Yeah. Let's do that. I mean, that would be great. Or at least if they don't want to do it, let you. Right. Absolutely. If you're not going to do it, let me do it. Right. I um, think that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of Mandalorian, but yeah. I think leading up to the movie, it would be fun. I like the idea that the last episode of the Mandalorian ended on a way that kind of brought their story to a conclusion mm. for the greater world of the TV right. stuff. Cause the TV stuff is building up to the Thrawn stuff. Okay. You watched Ahsoka, right? Yeah, I think Thrawn I did. Was the big bad. It's, bu- it's, okay. it's building up to a big Thrawn. They, 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 I, for, the rumor was that there was, it was going to build up to a theatrical movie for Thrawn where it brought all the TV characters together. But I think the Mandalorian's primed for his own yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay. In other news, yeah. uh, did you did you I threw this one on. Had you seen this headline? Tom Cruise, legendary Hollywood icon, and legendary studio Warner Brothers announced today that they are joining forces to develop and produce original and franchise theatrical films starring Tom Cruise. I did see that. And to me what that said is get ready. For a whole lot of Tom Cruise saying, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. <laughs> and then six years down the road, Mission Impossible 7. Well, or, 10 or whatever. You don't have to wait that long because Mission Impossible 7 Part 2 comes out next summer, I That's think. That's right, yeah. But what I thought was interesting about this, and you mentioned Mission Impossible, this does not exclude Tom Cruise from doing other projects with other studios. Right. So I thought that was a that was a very interesting and important detail. It also makes you wonder how much is his name the way is it just his name? Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh we'll put your name on this project. Right. Give us, you know, we'll pay you whatever if you invest ten thousand dollars or right. Whatever. Ten thousand dollars. That's like a tip to that yeah. guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So um Argyle. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Okay. How do you think it's pronounced? I think that I think that is how it's pronounced, but I think it would be funnier if people pronounced it like Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> oh, you know what else? I need to I need to um, I need to apologize to you. 
is do you remember a number of years ago? Hold on, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, sit down. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a number of years ago, you were talking about somebody made a movie about somebody famous, like, I don't know. Let's Hold on, let me try not to be snub about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> somebody was making a movie about somebody famous. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter who, but let's just say it was Aretha Franklin. Right. And you said they're making a biopic. Yeah. And I said, what? And you said a biopic. Yeah. And I said, you mean biopic? Right? And I was all smug about it. Yeah. Right? And then I think we even went through this whole thing where we like we had like a running joke about Mr. Doctor biopic. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And there was a picture of, wasn't there a picture of Beyonce somehow in it? There was some tie-in. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Doctor biopic. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we're going to come to this later in the show. I'll explain what I was doing there. But I was in Reading last night. And so was Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And Pete Davidson was talking about a movie they were making about somebody famous. Yeah. And he said, I always thought it would be great to make a biopic. What'd you call it? Biopic. What, it was, what is it actually? A biopic, yeah. He, biopic. Said, he said, we should make a biopic about this person. And I was like, oh, my God. He said it like David. Maybe David and Pete Davidson were both correct. And I'm the jerk over here saying it's biopic. I don't, you, you know, didn't you grow up in Philly? Staten Island. Staten Island? Yeah. Philly? <laughs> right, same thing. Philly? So <laughs> That's like really thing. North Philly. Yeah. <laughs> North, I like to call it North Philly, right, Staten Island. Right, right, right. A lot of people call it North Philly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I thought, I thought of you because he said yeah. biopic. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't know which one's right. I think biopic is the is the actual technical. I think you're right. I think biopic is what- but I have definitely heard other people, other people say, say biopic. Interesting. Biopic. I had never heard that before you said it, which is why I fell out of my chair laughing when you said it. It's like how he and I probably would say Mario, and everyone else says it's Mario. 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 <laughs> All right, so- It's an East Coast So thing. you're gonna say something about Argyle or Argyle? This movie that hasn't come out yet. Argyle. Which opens up February 9th or 2nd or Looks something. Looks pretty good. Looks great. A lot of fun. But the director, Matthew Vaughn, has two sequels planned. <laughs> That's awesome. How about coming out of the door swinging like that? Great. I love it. Hey, I got two sequels planned to this podcast. <laughs> Hey, we need to start looking at the calendar because if you put two more sequels on this, we're coming up on 250. What is it? Where are we on now? 243? 246. Six. Holy cow. Yeah. Phil Rizzuto. Watch out. What are you? Yeah. I told you six years. Yeah. So. E-gads. E Watch out, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, what? Spider-Man Across the Universe. Across the Spider-Verse. Spideyverse. It's going to be back in IMAX on the 19th. And then what, Oppenheimer so is Oppen back this weekend? Oppenheimer has a couple shows this weekend, and then Oppenheimer is going to have a proper release uh, nationwide in IMAX. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we're, we grabbed Oppenheimer for a few shows this weekend. Um, but so if you're a big Oppenheimer fan and you wanted to see it and you, you got excited by some of the golden globe stuff, you can come see it in IMAX this weekend. Um, but next weekend, the 19th of January, Spider-Man across the Spideyverse gets a full IMAX. It's not all day cause it has to share show times with queen, but, but yes, yeah, Spider-Man coming back just for you. Whoa. David. Whoa. Your number one show. I love it. All right. 
Tell me about Margot Robbie at the Golden Globes. Did you watch the Golden Globes? I didn't. You did not. I'm curious. Does our audience listen? Does our did anybody watch the Golden Globes podcast at PennCinema.com? If you took in the Globes, I used to care about the Globes, and then one fateful time, mm. you know, five years ago, yeah, I was like, "Hey, the Golden Globes, let's talk about them." Yeah, and someone was poo pooing on them, and they were like, "We don't care about the Golden Globes. That's television." And we don't care about the Golden Globes. Let's <laughs> wait for the Oscars. Right. And ever since then, because that opinion mattered so much right, to me. Right, right. <laughs> I haven't cared. Because <laughs> right. why would you? Why would it's I? It's TV. It's TV. Yeah. 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 Except so. that now they're making a little bit bigger deal about movies. Uh, look at them. Try. Listen, here's the thing. I don't care about the Globes. Right. I stand by my five-year-old opinion. Yeah. But I'm curious. And Amy and I were watching them. So it was like something to do and it was fun. And like I ended up watching them. Margot Robbie, they invented a new category for like cinematic success. And basically it's like the biggest movie of the year. It's basically their version. Of, you know how we always complain the Oscars never give the award, like Star Wars never got picture of the year. Right. You know, best picture. This is the Globes being like, okay, well, we're not going to recognize them as being an awesome movie, but we will recognize that they made a shit ton of money. Which, right. to me, is kind of like whatever. But anyway, Barbie won this new category. What? Yeah. And they all piled up on the stage. Mm. Uh, the producers and a lot of the cast and a bunch of people. And Margot Robbie was like the official spokesperson. But then right away, Greta, Greta Gerwig pushed her aside and started rambling about some shit. But before Margot got pushed aside, she was accepting the award while everybody was like walking up on the stage. And she accepted the award and she said, I just want to thank everyone we got all dressed up and came out to the greatest place in the world, movie theaters. Say what? Drop Mike. I have a new favorite actress. Whoa. 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 <laughs> new yeah. favorite actress. Yeah. So Barbie was our new favorite movie after it made so much money this summer. <laughs> but I mean, all like, obviously like I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Like, all those people up there, nobody, like, good for her for recognizing that the reason why that movie made so much money is because of movie theaters. Yeah. You know, nobody stood up from the streaming world and was like, boy, you know, we really got a lot of subscriptions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, no, people came out and had a magical shared community experience and and good for her for recognizing it. So that's all I wanted to throw over that. I heard there. the other notable <laughs> speech in a positive way. I can't remember who said it, but the girl was like, I want to thank my assistants. Yes. It was, People um, answer my phones. <laughs> the, yeah, it was, um, oh shoot. It was, it was, um, the actress from, uh, it's on tip of my tongue. I can picture her. I can't come up with the show, but she was great. And what she said was, I want to thank all of our agents assistance yeah <laughs> the only people who actually return our calls <laughs> yeah, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and it, that got a good laugh that was fun uh all right so last part of the news here is it really it's not news it's not news <clears throat> don't get don't give me attitude already. I, I got attitude last week it's just carrying over what do you think the i was gonna sit a, on it a week and get less <laughs> our audience reached out to us and said pen Oh, smart and I don't understand. knowledgeable pen. Right, but but we know my position on this. Not every... We've been doing this for five years, Pen. Okay. 
How many of the people who listen to the show have been listening for all the five years? Well, shame on them. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Okay. All right. David, I'm going to do a hard reboot. Okay. All right. Let's start this whole news item completely over. Okay. And I will approach it with a fresh and positive attitude. Okay. Yeah. All right. Trailer Master Jason. Love that guy. Wrote this, in. Is, this is a guy who a lot of times doesn't get the credit, but he routinely keeps us posted with trailers, and that's the other guy. But why do we call him John Trailer Master Jason? Because he used to send us like uh, lists of trailers, like uh, he like used to post them. He used stuff. to post them on Facebook too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he would post our trailers for us. But anyway, we do love him, and he is a long time. He's been listening for a long time, yeah, almost yeah. since the beginning. Pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. yeah okay. And he he stated that this was something that we have discussed before. However, it is it's getting worse. Re it's re-entered the zeitgeist. <laughs> right. Like guys, wait. Let me look that up. And okay. <laughs> we haven't heard from Frodo in a while. Frodo, right. if you're out there, pop in and say hi. We miss you. <laughs> she moved. Yeah, she's like, she cut her ears off. She's just like, all right, I'm Beethoven's. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so he, there's been some articles, and I I noted that I've heard people who don't normally come to the theaters. Because it's the holidays. We're talking like your uncles that all year long, they're like, I don't want to go to the theaters. I don't want to go to the theaters. And then they go and they, they have something to complain about. And this is the current thing to complain about. So what you're referencing is a very real thing, yes. which which we which I, I keep in the forefront of my mind when I'm scheduling movies. Right. Around the holidays, we get all the normal moviegoers. Yes. And then we also get a big layer of what I call non-moviegoers. Who These, are much more vocal. They're they're much more vocal. This is a new experience to them. They don't know the routine. They mm. don't know where to get their tickets. They don't know where to get their popcorn. You know, they don't know the, they don't know where, it's like when I go to Dosi -Do, <clears throat> I know where to stand. I know where to order, order my coffee. I know where to wait for my bagel. Right. And then I go, and then every now and then you're in there and you're waiting and some poor slob comes in. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you can stand over here by the baked goods and ask for our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so yes, yeah, so your point is that's a very real thing that around yeah. Christmas time, we get a lot of people into the movies who aren't regulars. Right. And they're the ones going to Facebook and posting, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to the theater and uh, again right. Right. because of this. This proves why we should all stay home. <laughs> I literally saw several posts like that. This yeah. proves why we should just wait. Uh, now, and that is because uh, a lot of the big chains, all the big chains pretty much have have added more pre-show content to their already extended pre-show content cycle. Mm -hmm. And that's including a lot of just ads, not just previews, right? just straight up ads. There was a period of time, I remember back in the day, I liked to get early for the, the AMC had the, or Regal had the 20. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I was in like, school or junior high or whatever it's like <laughs> with your briefcase yeah my briefcase. Yeah. like I, I, I like to see the 20 because it's sure. like behind the scenes it, that was pre-internet so you didn't get to see that stuff when i was uh before i owned a movie theater yeah i was always early so i could see all the trailers and i was actually would be interested in whatever other content because a lot of time they'd have like little trivia bits yeah yeah like yeah. little bits that enter it's slightly entertaining but like I loved taking in like the whole thing. Yeah, to me that was part of the night out. But you got there if if that's what you were into, and you were going to a seven o'clock showing of Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom in the movie theaters. Yeah, and you were going to a seven o'clock show. If you were like me and you were excited about it, you got there at six thirty-five. Right. Because you wanted to see the full and good seats. Yeah. 
And and then on top of that, then the trailers would start at seven. And then you had Well what back in the day back in, well they Not they, not in my day. No. Not that I well, remember. The trailers would start eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would roll like twenty minutes of trailers. Right. Which is and and I'll go back like a few years. Um I forget where I was. I was scouting out a competitor. It was a Regal. It wasn't the one here in Lancaster, but I think I was out of town and somebody, this, this particular theater was like on our radar for something. And I went to see the seven o'clock show of whatever. And the movie didn't start until seven twenty-five. Right. And people kind of got used to that to the point. There's sometimes I'll bring people from out of the area here. I'll, I'll meet them here. Yeah. And I'm like, where are you? And they like, Oh, they'll show up like 20 minutes late. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to miss the movie. Right. Because uh, you know, that's not how the things are done here. No, 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 but, no, no. Yeah. So, but it's apparently extended a little bit further because they've started adding straight up commercials. Now, there was some experimenting with commercials here over the beginning of the holiday season. I remember like right before the, right before it, you may, might want to talk about how you felt about that and how that worked out. But we did an experiment and we got zero customer feedback. Yeah. Um, I asked you and a couple other people, and um, I think the difference between what we did versus what the bigs do is we did not extend. So our policy. So maybe we should, before I address this, yeah. we should address the Penn Cinema Way. Okay. Yeah. Please. Penn Cinema Way is to start the trailer package, which every trailer, most with few exceptions, mm-hmm. every trailer is what two to two and a half minutes. Right. Right. So we run four trailers before every show. So you have eight to 10 minutes of trailers. Mm-hmm. And we start our trailer package five minutes before, so a seven o'clock movie, the trailer package drops at 6.55, which means that your scheduled movie should start at 7.08 or 7.10. I'm sorry, 7.035, something like that. So between 7.03 and 7.05. <clears throat> so what we did with this experiment, so that's a pretty consistent thing that people have come to rely on to trust at Penn Cinema. Like if you're going to see a seven o'clock movie, you want to be in the theater at seven. Yeah. You know, and you'll probably catch the last trailer. Right. But a lot of people still come, you know, at quarter of or 20 of and, you know, make a night of it, make a, you know, soak in. They watch because we run local commercials and then we run national commercials and then we run trailers and then the movie starts. And the experiment that we did this year in November, December was, um, we ran a United Airlines ad, mm-hmm. a national ad. Real short. It was real short and real like high quality professional. It wasn't like in your face annoying or anything like that. But um, we ran that after the last trailer, which was a wildly different thing for us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm not sure. I mean, from our point of view, like it didn't affect how late the movie, I think that's the, what I was trying to say was the difference is it didn't affect how late our movie started. Mm-hmm. Like the movies still started between 704 and 705. Those commercials were super short. Like you, there was two of them back to back and they were like 10 seconds, right. 15 seconds long. To- total, they were 30 seconds. Yeah. So they were a piece or, or I think, I think the package was 30 seconds. Yeah. It was, it's short. Yeah. And so my opinion of, of it was, well, I see a lot of movies, so it was jarring. Yeah, but not offensive. Like I was like, "Oh, this is different." Right. But then at the same time, I forgot by the time the movie was over. You know what? We ended up doing to soften it a little bit. We 
we ran the United Air. I, I keep saying United. I think I'm pretty sure it was United yeah, Airlines. Airplane. We ran that, and then we did that little 10 second Penn Cinema. Penn Cinema. Right. You know, we did that yeah. after the airline. That's a nice break. To transition into the. You don't want to start a feature film, butt it up right up against yeah. the, an ad. So I don't like it because I don't like ads, but at the same time, I didn't think it was a. Like, it seems like from a business standpoint, a win. Yeah. So trailer master Jason's point was that now like you and I are sitting here kind of complaining that a movie didn't start till seven twenty. Yeah. And now what, what are we reporting? It's even worse. Yeah. We're talking some places have put it over half an hour to 40 minutes at, at, at some. How cities. do you even schedule that? I like mean, I have a hard time scheduling movie. You've heard me complain. You they, know? they must have a set package that I, goes before and they add it to each movie. Yeah. And set the time to that because they must see, here's what I'm thinking that happens, right? You, you don't, this isn't COVID or anything mm -hmm. like that, or like people not coming back to the theater. Cause that, that's one argument. Right. Oh, there's not just not people. They, they're not coming back or whatever. This is, they introduced the, the, Assigned seating has become a thing. Mm. And the more used to assigned seating people became, the yep. more reliable their position. You used to have you used to have to get here early right. if you wanted the good seats. Right. And that was fifty percent of your motivation to get here early. Fifty and, or sixty or seventy. Yeah. And so then you're then the theater is dealing with a captive audience. Right. And then they can come with all these creative ways to keep you occupied. Which means you've got the fancy, you know, the twenty or whatever, which is really just a giant commercial, right? But it's thing. fun, yeah. But now people are showing up right when they need to, so they're lying about the times to get people in, and then <laughs> it, it, it's a trend. It's 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 a it's a trend. So so people are coming later, and so they're saying, well, if they're going to come later, we'll just run more. See how it just perpetuates longer and longer. I mean. There's got to be a breaking point. I mean, at what point do studios, you know, because people, if they get in the habit of starting 25 minutes late, they're just going to come 25 minutes late. Right. That's what I'm saying. Well, then they, they make it 35 right. minutes. Right. So they add another 10 minutes on to that. Yeah. It's like the ultimate game of chicken. Right. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and maybe it's, that, I mean, people are starting to notice. But again, there's that small minority group who just was at the theaters who are very vocal. Um and for whatever reason, uh, they're, they've been talking about it. So anyway, that's that. Charlie Master Jason reached out about us. That, that things haven't really changed here, but they definitely seem to be changing. Was that uh, was was he reaching out as like a heads up or to ask us like? Well, he said that there had been. I guess he had copied a, a, a New York Times article for us that it was in the time like the Times had written yeah. about it, and like he's like they're talk. People are talking about this. I just wanted to see like. Yeah, interesting. Where you guys are now. Yeah, interesting. We have not changed our ways. Yeah. And it's funny because um, sometimes that's in our favor and sometimes it's not. You know, and I think this is an example where it's in our favor because we're a little bit old school and we're a little bit, you know, because we're mom and pop, you know, we just do it our way. You know, there's no corporate pressure on us from anywhere. Yeah. Because uh, there's no corporate entity. Um, so... I think that works in our favor. And, you know, I think a good example, and you remember um, a good example where it worked against us was with recliners where, you know, remember how much I was against recliners 
And I was like, we're never going to get reclined. That was like our big joke the first yeah. year of the podcast, because every time I saw you, there was another innovation that I was like, we'll never do that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And then like five minutes later, I'm buying $2 million <laughs> worth of recliners. Right. Um, but yeah, so sometimes it, it helps us being small and, and independent. And then sometimes like we need customers to push us in the other direction. How often do you find people who refuse to honor assigns the Never. ticketed seats? We find people frequently will take it upon themselves to sit wherever they want. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say frequently. I should say from time to time, um, especially when the theater's not crowded. You know, but my, I mean, I've I've never heard from a manager who, you know, then oh hey, there's you know some there's two people who think they have the same seat. You know, and one of them knows they're in the wrong seat, you know, but just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. And then the manager comes in with their little flashlight and they sort it out. And, you know, we've never had anyone like, you know, refuse, refuse to, you know, sit where they're supposed to. I guess I wasn't less, or, or less, I guess you wouldn't see this like I have. And not, not so much them refusing, but like even just this last week, someone was in my seat. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you're in my seat. And the lady was like, oh, and just went and found another seat. Yeah. Like she didn't go to like her seat. Her seat, right. She just moved. Was the theater crowded? It was pretty full. Oh, okay. It, she actually went to the, like the old row that doesn't have tickets. Okay. And sat back there. Yeah. Was she younger or older? Yeah, or? She was older. Interesting. Yeah. She was knitting. <laughs> <laughs> so. So she figured I'm going to pay $16 to be able to go knit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. So, all right, let's move on. That was all the news that was fit to print this week. Oh, that was like the, the marching man. Yeah, that was the tight. That was like the robot. I was like, where's he? Is he going to yeah. make it on, yeah. on beat? <laughs> right. and no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Never, ever misses a beat. One <laughs> one time I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I, th I thought he was going to fall. That was like a staccato. Yeah. yeah. All right. Trailers this week. We got a, quite a few. More than I thought we were going to have. <laughs> we, we have a great tagline that mm. I can't wait to talk about. Okay. Let's start. With what might be, and now I'm going to say this is my trailer of the week. Okay, Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, because trailer number two, tra trailer number two for Lisa Frankenstein. I felt that this told us a lot more about the story. Mm -hmm. It looked a lot more fun. Yep. It looked a lot more funny. Yep. Than the other trailer, and I was on board from the other trailer. Right. So. I'm down. I 100% agree. Yeah. I'm completely on board. I keep looking for Johnny Depp to turn up. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't this look like a movie? It he like he should be in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. How is he not in this movie? I guess he's not the quite right age anymore. Yeah, not quite. Yeah. But <laughs> I, so, so the big difference here from what we thought, it's called Lisa Frankenstein, and we thought that she built a boyfriend. But it turns out he's somehow zombified. And then they're up. They're upgrading his right, body. Right. But so they are building him. But it's more like you said. It's more upgrades. Yeah. 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 Somehow he's reanimated. He's the man she's always dreamed of. Right. Uh, I there's some of it was like was she says something assaulting and he starts crying. She's like, oh, <laughs> your tears smell like farts or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. This was not my trailer of the week, but I did really enjoy this trailer, and I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Okay, so that's Lisa Frankenstein. What's next? The First Omen, which um, opens on April 5th okay. from 20th Century. 
I really need like um, Encyclopedia Brown to weigh in on this because this is his world. I will say one thing that really intrigued me about this. Is this a remake? It's a prequel to another movie. It's a prequel to another movie. I don't know if it's The Nun or... I got a kick out of, um, in the first portion of the trailer, like I'd say the first minute of the trailer, everything they showed was people doing whatever they were doing. It was backwards. The whole trailer's backwards. The whole trailer? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't notice it towards the end, but I guess it's less obvious when they... But but what's, what is that about? I don't know if it has something to do with... Because at the end, they play someone speaking backwards. Hmm. If it's supposed to be like the whole thing where there was the... You know, if you played something backwards, there was satanic stuff in it. Paul is or, dead. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Um, I, I, you, whatever. If yes, you're, if you're, you're, this wasn't for me. I'll acknowledge that I, I was interested in watching it. Right. And like most of these horror things, I lose interest really quickly. But this one, I was like, I, I like the effect oh. of the backwards stuff. That was, yes. that was intriguing and, yeah. and interesting. Yeah. Next, uh, so next is the Mean Girls trailer. Um, I don't know what number this is. It had a subtitle to it, but I can't remember what this. Uh, Revenge Party. Revenge this Party. This is uh, the final trailer is what it yeah. said on it. And this uh, it looked good. I think of all of the trailers, this is the one that most gave hints that this is going to be a musical. Yeah. Like this, I know it's going to, I mean, we've talked about this on the show. It's, it's, it's a musical, but what I liked about this is it just looked like, like it gave us a taste of what that music's going to be. Right. And it sounded like very young, very hip, very fun. And like, also some of the new comedy. Fun. Yes. Yeah. And what's the actor's name? Tim Meadows mm-hmm. uh, plays the, the, the principal. principal. Uh, he's just gold. Yeah. You know, I just love him. Um, this was also not my trailer of the week, but this was definitely my top three. I would say top three for me as well. Yeah. Next up, we have Robot Dreams. This is a movie that... I want to see, but you'll never remember, I think. What? I just feel like this is one of those movies that you were just going to be like, eh, eh. That's so funny because this was my trailer of the week. Is it really? Until my trailer of the week showed up. Are you for real? For real. Swear to God. I am pumped for this movie. I did not know Neon made animated movies. Yeah. Is, this, is this their first? I don't know. Well, I'm all in on this movie. So I tell thought, us about it. I you, thought I, this looked great. Yeah, okay. So the mailman delivers the mail to the house where the dog lives. Well, well the dog's an anthropomorphic dog, so it, it orders the mail. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And But how does the mailman know which apartment to put it in? Because he looks for the mailbox that says dog. <laughs> it's just so simple. Yeah. It reminded me of, like a, of a uh, Richard Scary book. Have you ever read Richard Scary? Yeah. Like that's, to me what this world reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Um, and also reminded me of a kid's show that the girls watched when, when they were little or that we all watched when they were little. And I think it was uh, Oswald. Is, okay. is that name ring a bell? Um, I think there was the animation style is very similar to Oswald and very comforting. Like mm-hmm. I found it very warm and comforting and like, I want to see this movie. Yeah. So the dog is lonely. Right. And so he orders a robot companion to be friends. Yeah, and then it just shows him and the robot having a good time, maybe. Mm, but then there might be a twist. Yeah, and the the robot kind of looks familiar, like a like a popular like an existing popular. It looks like a a fifties sixties robot yeah. design, kind of like a, a small iron giant. Right. Type, yes, type that's thing. probably what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. A very generic, 
time period robot. I highly recommend taking 30 seconds from your minute, taking a half of one of your minutes, and no, I guess it'd be two of your minutes. Yeah. And go watch this. I liked it. Yeah. This was yeah. this was this really like did something for me. It was interesting. It said coming soon, so it's it's from Neon, so it's going to go to theaters. Yeah. But they're vague about when. when. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have a movie called Marmalade. And where can we see that, David? We can see this. Uh, well, it's available to watch on February 9th. <laughs> so it's so like, where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's suspect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, you want a place. You want yeah, a name. Yeah. The pressure of a name. Maybe, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's well. tough. You see, uh, you see, uh, it's a, uh, you can. Uh, Maybe we'll just skip this yeah. one, man. I, I missed that part. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't suspect that this movie is going to make it to theaters. Yeah. But I got a kick out of this trailer. Didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is what? Uh, love story gone bad. Boy falls in love with trouble girl. Yeah. It, look, like that. it looks like this girl might have a... I was trying to figure out if she has a history of manipulating boys to do crimes. Right. And she makes them wear this mask. Yeah. And, uh, and a very cool mask, by the way. Yeah, it looks like, like very creative. Yeah. Makes it look like you have three faces. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure if she has a history of doing that or if it's just this is the one that she does that to. I, I <laughs> But at one point she manipulates him so hard she's like, No, I'm in your life now. Like right. you, can't get, you can't get rid of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um at the end of most trailers it yeah. says coming soon and the good movies say exclusively to theaters yeah. March nineteenth, you know, whatever. And the okay th movies say coming to select theaters and Netflix on whatever. And, and then this one just says available to watch. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's all it says. Yeah. Available yeah. to watch yeah. February 9th. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Don't press us for where. Right. Right. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. All right. Well, speaking of suspect, um, T-I-M, which I guess spells Tim, uh, the end of this trailer says in theaters and on demand January 12th, which, mm. by the way, is in a couple days. And considering that my job is to book movies. That's your job? And I've never heard of this movie that opens in three days. Yeah, well, get ready. It's going to yeah, blow your socks I guess. <laughs> All I can hope in situations like this is that one of my competitors was dumb enough to waste the screen on this. Wow. This looks like so absolute shit. It's another robot story. It, I feel like it's a tried and true AI story. Yep. Hey, they make robots so good you can fall in love with them. And then the girl's like, I love you, Tim. And Tim's like, I think I love you too. She's like, ha ha ha, oh stay in the closet while I visit with my real husband. Right. And then Tim's like, but wait a minute. But wait a minute, I love I you. I love you. Yeah. And I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like any good I, lover. Because any, any good lover, <laughs> right. if you don't know how much I love you, let me prove it to you right. by killing you. <laughs> uh, this movie looks like trash. Yeah. Uh, the last movie. This is my runner up for sure. This is my trailer of the week. It's got my two biggest Hollywood girl crushes. Yeah. this The reason why this movie beat out um, Robot Dreams for my movie of the week is because Robot Dreams looks great, and I have nothing bad to say about that, but it could be – Robot Dreams could just be a fun, silly, you know, yeah. like a good time. You know, this movie, which I had never heard of, 
Um, and vaguely, it just says coming soon to theaters. The trailer dropped this afternoon. Okay, so it's fresh. Yeah. So the movie is called Mother's Instinct. And it stars two of our favorites with Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Two of the very best. Don't talk to me when I'm watching this. Right. Movie. And it looks like they are both on their A game. Yeah. I mean, this movie looks ridiculous. And it's not, um, it's not, how do I put it? It looks like it's not trying to make, it's not making a social commentary or a message or an adventure film or a comedy. This is a straight up drama. Like this is going to be a heavy movie, I think. And I think it looks amazing. Yeah. Do you want to go over what it's about? Well, sure. I can. I, I can. Go for it. You're usually better at the plot review. You, oh, well, I'll tell it. And then you tell it how it really is. There's these two moms, mm. and each of them has a little boy. Right. Multiple children. And one of the little boys falls off the roof. Mm -hmm. And the other mom, in time, the two moms are really good friends, Right, it seems like. And then in time, the one mom begins kind of thinking maybe the other mom should have saved her little boy from jumping on the roof. And then in time, the one mom thinks the other mom maybe put the little boy on the roof on purpose, and then the whole thing's convoluted. Okay. That's my version. So now, Anne, ladies and gentlemen, the actual version. Anne Hathaway mm -hmm. has two boys, right? And Jessica Chastain has one boy. She's also very, I think, it was, this is the part that was a little hard to follow. I'll give you that. Because I didn't get, I thought that there were two boys and one went to each mom. But then it looks like Jessica Chastain has another little boy. If not, if it's either she has two or she has, the, anyway, <laughs> she notices little boy trying to hang up a uh, bird feeder by standing on the railing of the balcony. And she's yelling for him to get down because it's established in the trailer that she's neurotic. Mm. And she rushes up and she barges, kicks into the house uh, and Hathaway's vacuuming and she's yelling for her. And she runs up, kid falls out of the, off the balcony and dies. I thought it was Jessica Chastain's son. It's not. It's Anne Hathaway's son. Is Anne Hathaway the one vacuuming? Yes. Okay. And because that because it causes strife between Anne Hathaway and her husband about like you don't care about maybe she didn't care about that son or something. And then Jessica Chastain starts to insinuate that Anne Hathaway put the kid out there to fall. Mm. And then she wonders if she put him out there to fall to teach her a lesson on being neurotic. And then Jessica Chastain's son, and there's a scene where he's on the balcony too, and she starts freaking out. And then Anne Hathaway comes out and was like, what? What are you freaking out about? So it seems intense. I may have it wrong because it got a little confusing there. On That's what I'm saying. Them. That's what I'm saying. So I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless of the somewhat plot confusion yeah looks amazing it does looks really well acted well made this is a movie i want to see yeah so that's lisa frankenstein the first omen mean girls robot dreams marmalade t-i-m and mother's instinct david's trailer week was lisa frankenstein penn's trailer week with mother's instinct yeah. all right so moving on to our our reviews this week uh we kind of semi-reviewed these last week uh where we, each of us had seen different ones. Right. So now we're coming back with our our just broader opinions right. reversed. You want to start things off? I watched Ferrari. Oh, okay. 
Did you watch Poor Things too, or no? No. Okay, so you you switched it up and watched Ferrari. All right, so I haven't seen Ferrari. All right, so you saw Boys in the Boat and Poor Things. Well, last week I reviewed Poor Things, and you oh. were gonna you were gonna watch it this week, right? And you watched Boys in the Boat. Gotcha. So need yeah. so okay. So we already we already reviewed Poor Things last week. Yeah. Okay, so so we're down to you're gonna review Boys in the Boat. Yeah, which, you did last week, which too. I did last week. Yeah, and I'm going to review Ferrari. Right. Which the whole I thing watched. is we were supposed to switch. I know, I know, I know. And then somebody was like, I "I'm going to really I switch know. it up." Yeah, I know. My bad. And switch gears. Yeah, switch gears right into a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, I watched Ferrari starring Adam Dave Adam Davis Adam Driver and um, Penelope Cruz mm. and um. Jennifer Lawrence? No, but Shailene Woolley. Shailene, Shailene, Shailene Woolley. Uh, and this, so, all right, sorry, I feel like I got bogged down in the weeds. Mm. Ferrari is a true story about Mr. Ferrari, and the movie is incredible. And unlike some of the recent biopics that we've been talking about, like I believe we were both bored by Priscilla. Yes. We were unimpressed with Elvis. Um, some of these other movies that that sort of were flat, I would say that this movie somehow threaded the needle. It was not like a wild, you know, happy-go-lucky adventure, but somehow it wasn't boring either. And I, yeah. I attribute that to Adam Driver being such a great actor and the movie being shot in Italy and just being gorgeous, you know, to watch. And also it took place, you know, back in the day and um, that was, you know, that added a fun element to it. Um, and also I think the thing is this movie, when it ended, like it, it had a, um, the character had a arc. I think our complaint about Priscilla, they, never have, they didn't have arcs. None yeah. of them had arcs. So Mr. Ferrari, I forget, I think it was Enzo. Enzo Ferrari at the beginning of the movie was a certain way. And then over the course of the movie, um, you know, he goes through a bunch of learning curves and learning experiences and the, the, the company is, is about to go up in flames and right around that same time, there's all this pressure to win the race. And right around that same time, his wife finds out about his long time, his wife played by Penelope Cruz, mm -hmm. finds out about his long time girlfriend played by Shailene Woolley and his ill-begotten son, <gasps> Piero Ferrari, who went on and is now the vice president of whatever in Ferrari. But anyway, um, and he, Miss Enzo had all along been supporting the girlfriend and the son, like the company Ferrari had been paying, you know, house payments and, and allowances and paying for the son's stuff and all this kind of stuff. And so the drama between the three of them was deep. And I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not doing this film justice other than this, other than to say it, I really enjoyed it. I it's it's not going to be the kind of movie where I call my friends and I'm like, "Hey, you got to see this." Yeah. But if somebody told me they were coming to see Ferrari, I'd be like, "Oh, great. Enjoy it. Have fun." Tell me, does at least once when he's thinking about how they have to win, does he have, does he say Enzo's got to get those Benzos? <laughs> He needs the prize money. <laughs> no, and, no, not once. Worst movie ever I know. <laughs> so I would say my review of Ferrari is best movie ever made. Okay, and I saw Boys in the Boat, which uh, again for a, a, bio, a biopic. A biopic, I think, is how it's pronounced. Bi we're gonna look that up in a second. <laughs> but 
again, for that, that type of movie, it had character growth barely. Uh, yeah. Barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was really about the one boy. Right. I expected a little bit more after the end. Yes, that's what a lot of people have been saying. Yeah, that's the, that's its biggest down downpour. Yeah. But I will say that this movie kept me kind of on the edge of my seat. Yeah, and they did it some tricky ways. Like I didn't, I, I assumed they placed a firm medal, and I I knew they were going to get to the Olympics, so that was never up to question, right? But when they're at the Olympics, boy oh boy, do they keep focusing on. The one guy's oar. Mm-hmm. He keeps the. Keep, oh my god! It's gonna break. Yeah, they keep zooming in on him, oh. like having to constantly like, f- yeah. click, click the safety on. Right. And and I, you know, you were just sure. I was like, that oh, it was gonna break. It's gonna there's absolutely. Gonna be, but it, it was just false. Yeah. Tension, but it worked. Yeah. And I'm not mad about it. And how about the tension when they cross the finish line? And they're looking oh. for the photo finish because it's old school, right. so they got to go to a dark room. Right. Well, by that point, I was—I assumed they won. I was like, they, they wouldn't have triumphantly gotten that far. And Rocky, maybe, Rocky lost. Maybe not. That's true. That's true. In the photo finish. Yeah, in the photo. Where's fin- your hat? <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> so, uh, I gotta say, best movie I've ever yeah. seen. I, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. Um, a lot of rowing. <laughs> that, that's for sure. A lot of rowing. Yeah. You know, back before I was into running, yeah, I had a really funny joke that I used to tell all the time. Did you know, I'm sure we've discussed this, but did you know that my lovely wife, Amy, finished the New York City Marathon? <gasps> she was the first person in our family to run a marathon. Wow. Yeah. So I always blame her for my love of endurance sports. But anyway, so she ran a marathon, and back when she was running a marathon, I was not into running or lifting or doing any any Rude. physical activity Rude. at all, right? Yeah. And so I, I had this really funny joke that I used to say, and I used to say, you know what the problem is with marathons? And then the poor person I was talking to would say, what? And then I'd say, oh, a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see here if... Um, we can get a proper pronunciation. Pronunciation. On. We're going to, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to look for a proper pronunciation. It's coming up right here. <laughs> if we can get it to Bi- load. Biopic. Biopic. That's how it's. Well, that's when we first talked about it, that's how I corrected you. But now that I hear you say it. Biopic. Now that we're saying biopic. Biopic. Let's see. <laughs> Biopic. See, you were right. <laughs> but I like your way better now. Biopic. Biopic. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Biopic. <laughs> Dr. Biopic. Anyway. The doctor will see you now. <laughs> Dr. Biopic. Mr. Dr. Biopic. Mr. D- yeah. uh, it's That's Mr. Dr. Biopic. Right. Doctor's my first name. Right. <laughs> doctor was my t- father. Right. <laughs> you call me Mr. <laughs> yeah. So next week, we're excited because we're yes. going to be watching yes. American Fiction. Which opens at Penn Cinema. On when? The 11th. In the afternoon, yeah. When? Thursday? Yeah, yeah Thursday. Wow. Bada bing, bada boom. We don't fool around. David, when I see a good movie, by God, I just call that studio and I say, hey, studio, 
We don't fool around. Yeah, no, no, come on. Who you, know you think who you're I talking to? Right. And they said no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, please hold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, this is an answering service. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the actual number in the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. All right. Take us off here on our listeners' notes, questions, feedback. Oh, my God. I have been debating all day how I want to tackle this. <laughs> I came out of the game. <laughs> Everyone I saw, riddle me this. Riddle me, oh my God. Me this. Oh Can my God. You? Oh my God. David, let me just preface this. Yeah. Should we review the subject? Why don't you review the subject? And then I'm going to preface it. Okay, last week we did our top ends. <laughs> last week on the Penn Cinema Podcast. Right. Do I actually, do I actually, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Oh, no, wait, wait. Previously on the Penn Cinema Podcast. <laughs> Rolling. <laughs> Penn. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> you. We gave our top ends, which was a really popular episode. Which the top ends is our our top ten list, but only our top five, five. best and also our bottom five worst. Right. And for your second bottom five worst. Right. So my second worst of the year. Yeah, you're number eight. Number eight. You put Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Right. Which also you had on your list of bottoms. Right. But somehow. But then, but then, <laughs> then you're like, you're like, well, I didn't see it. But you said it was so bad. You and other people said it was bad. So it must be my personal second worst movie of the year. Not it was a bad movie this year. It was, it was so much worse than anything I actually saw. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Yeah. And I came at you, and you were like, no, no, it no, counts. No, 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 yeah. I think it counts. And now here's the thing. Here's the, Yeah. This is what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> right? This is what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is this. I figure I'm not, a, I'm not a great rule follower. So I figure I can make up my own rules when I write my own top ten lists. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. You should be in school. <laughs> All right, so we got a great note this week from Tony Baloney, a.k.a. T. Loney. T. Loney. Love this guy. Uh, you may remember him from having received honorable mention in yeah. the Abacus's year-end review. I, I prefer to say you may remember him as the guy who pooed all over <laughs> right. the counter. No, but I don't want to bring that up. I don't want to besmirch uh, his, you know. I like to make it sound like it was a recent thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and yes. not what he was a baby. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> who told this, uh, this story? His wife or his mom? His mom wrote in. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start telling people it's his wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So Baloney writes in and says, all right, so there I was, blissfully listening to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Now, I'm going to just pause right here. How many times have we been through this? Yeah. The correct way to say it is, <laughs> there I was, minding my own business, listening to the Penn Cinema Podcast, and then you repeat it backwards. I was listening to the Penn Cinema Podcast, minding my, my own, own business. business. <laughs> <laughs> That's the proper way to introduce right. your opinion on one of our shows. Right. But Tony didn't get that yet. So he writes in and says, so there I was, blissfully listening to the Penn Cinema Podcast, and to my dismay, Penn challenges the listeners, of which I am one. David is 100% correct. Penn, what are you thinking? One, two, three exclamation points. Oh, my goodness. You were the chosen one. You cannot rate a movie. This, this now that I'm reading here, is in all caps. You cannot rate a movie you have not seen. 
Okay. Pause for effect. <laughs> so how many of our views are no longer valid? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Let me challenge you. This is Tony saying to me. Let me challenge you. Let me answer your challenge with questions. Do you recommend restaurants to your closest friends that you have never dined in? Do you suggest underwear to your bros that you have never worn? Do you tell people how challenging an Iron Man course is that you have never completed yourself? Gasp! You, my friend, are gnawing at the very fabric, nay, foundation of the Penn Cinema Podcast, and I, for one, demand a replacement or amendment to your list. Now, up until this point of the letter, of this note from Baloney, yeah. I was full-on defending my, in my mind, yeah. fully defending my position. Yeah. It's my list. I can put anything on it that I want. And I, I, I didn't go back and listen to the to our review, but I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. It's going to be some insane, off-the-wall technicality that nobody, would, like a lawyer, would come up with. Correct me if I'm wrong, young David Mullen. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I say it was the worst movie or were we reviewing like the movie itself or the disappointment around the movie? We're reviewing the movies themselves. The disappointment around the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because these lists are supposed to be personal, not your thoughts as a, <laughs> as a guy who runs a theater. Okay. So up until this point of Bologna's le yeah. letter, I'm in my mind, Fully defending myself, thinking to myself, I can. First of all, I can do whatever I want. It's my list. Mm -hmm. And then, second of all, I was thinking, you know what? I don't have to explain myself to anybody. Mm -hmm. And then, third of all, I was thinking, you know what? I am going to explain myself because the movie was so disappointing to me on so many levels that I put it in my list as disappointments, worst movies of the year. Makes complete sense, right? I'm defending this in my head mm. and I'm reading his letter and then we get to the next part and I changed my tune a little bit. He says, gasp, you are gnawing at the very foundation of the Penn Cinema podcast and I for one demand a replacement or amendment to your list. And then he goes on. This is like, you know, in a Christmas story when they say like he, he went from double dog yeah. dare to triple this dog is, dare. This is where you see Tony Bologna's clearly a father. But this next line. Yes. He goes, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what you're doing. I'm out. I'm out. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I admit. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. That, that, that was an incorrect position to take. And So what is mm, your number eight? Stay tuned. Okay. I, I will come back next week. Okay. With an amended ends list. Okay. And probably just to piss you off, I will probably go watch Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so I can put it on my list. <laughs> Either that, or the other thing I might do is just revamp my entire list, like put Cocaine Bear as like my number one pleasant surprise. Wow. Which, by the way, I was out to dinner recently with the same friends that I was with when we watched Cocaine Bear together. Whoa. And I told them about. Well, one of them listens to the show, and we were talking about the year-end lists. And I told him, 
you know, that you and I were kind of all over the place on our top 10 list. I said, but the one thing that we definitely agreed on. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the same page Bring with that families one. together. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, stay tuned next week, and then I will go right into uh, the next letter um, from. I'll, I'll do the first portion of the next, which okay. is from Chris Hall Productions. He, he, he took a little senior lead cashier in the cafeteria. I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting position. Yeah, yeah everybody was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he took a little bit more of a blunt. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll just read what he said. He said, Chris Hall Productions writes in and says, let's just go ahead and tackle the elephant in the room before we go any further. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever tackled an actual elephant? I mean, it's hard. Have you seen me? Right. <laughs> I think in my day. Right. Yeah. Put down the briefcase, take off the suit coat and you're in business. I've tackled my fair share of elephants. (laughs) Right. So he goes on to say, you cannot, he says, let's tackle the elephant in the room before we go on. You cannot have a title on your top end list that you haven't seen. A movie only qualifies for your list if you've seen it. Look, I hate to agree with David on pretty much anything, but he's right on this one. That's kind of a back, backwards way of saying, like, David's wrong. I, that's what I read from this. It's a backhanded way of saying that I'm usually wrong. I don't like, I just, I, I just, here's the thing. I don't want to be that guy. Right. But I can't stop thinking that. Of ways to get out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. How can I score myself into the right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Do you want me to read his list or? I got it. You got it. So he said, now on to my list, it turns out that having two kids under five <laughs> years old makes it difficult to see a lot of movies throughout the year, unless you're Diamond Eyed mm, Derek. Yeah. So the 10 movies I have listed below might just comprise the entirety of the movies I saw this year. <laughs> just the same. Here it goes. Top five. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Get over it, David. They're not real animals. Wow. So you, 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 yeah, that was a strong move. Yeah. So you and I put both put Guardians of the Galaxy for different reasons. Yeah. Put Guardians on our worst list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. And out of of spite. Spite. (laughs) Right, 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 right. That's what I was getting at. Go ahead. (laughs) He told me later it wasn't on there until he listened to the show. (laughs) Number four, Super Mario Brothers, a fun adventure that I love watching with my kids. Number three, Dungeons and Dragons, mm. Honor Among Thieves. This movie was a blast, truly underla- yeah, underrated. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Underrated, yes. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, what every other Spider-Man movie should aspire to be. And number one, Godzilla Minus One, an unexpected thrill. Movies like this just aren't made anymore, and they should be. Mm-hmm. Now, number five, worst five, The Flash. The long-awaited dumpster fire that brought back and then killed <laughs> Michael Keaton's Batman. Number four, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I like The Flash. You and I both like The Flash. So we yeah. are in a very small minority. Yeah, okay, okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Too many characters and bad CGI weighed down this movie. Just let Paul Rudd do his thing. Number three, Renfield. Other than some ridiculous action beats, this was all schlock in, in the worst ways. Number two, The Meg 2, The Trench. There's suspension of disbelief. And then there's force-feeding giant plot holes down the viewer's throat. This was the latter. Number one was Expend Four Bulls. <laughs> these guys aren't only too old for these movies now. They're just plain hard to watch. 
He said, "Congratulations on reaching year six. Keep up the keep up the work." And there's a fant- uh, and here's to twenty twenty four. From Chris Hall Productions. Chris Hall Productions, a, a, a man of few words. Encyclopedia Brown hit us up. What yeah, Encyclopedia Brown wrote us up. Now, <clears throat> he didn't do top ends. He did top. He, 10. he did top ten, and I think we. I want to remind the listeners: if you don't, if you're tuning in, because this is the week, where, right? You're, you're, yeah. This is new listener week. Yeah. We forgot to mention that it's new listener week. So welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome new, listeners. new listeners. Yeah, we're glad you're here, and um, Encyclopedia Brown. Watches more movies than anybody else. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You, if you find his letterbox, mm. you gotta follow. He saw like two hundred and forty some movies. Yeah. And he reviewed all but three of them. Do you do letterbox? I don't, but maybe I should. Maybe I should too. There, I was talking to Brooke about it, and I. Uh, anyway, so encyclopedia. You need to know that he watched all the movies. Yeah. And the reason why he has this nickname is not just because it's a great nickname. He is Encyclopedia Brown because he remembers. he remembers. So I take I put a lot of credit on his list. Is he the elephant in the room? <laughs> he might be the in elephant. Disguise? Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. So his honorable mention before we get to the top 10 list, I thought this was the most surprising out of his entire yeah. top 10. His honorable mention is Sound of Freedom. Which you and I both skipped, mm-hmm. if, I rem- if I remember correctly. So yeah. that's interesting right there. Uh, he presents his top ten list with no comments. No, because they don't need any. They don't need any. It, his opinion is final. When you have a list as good and, and definitive as his, yeah, comment, comments are superfluous. Why even argue? Right. Number ten, House Party. This is a movie. This is the movie. That neither of us had seen. Right, we pretended. pretended yeah. To see. yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Number eight, What Happens Later? Another one that we skipped. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we shouldn't. Well, that was that was. These are some horror movies, right? What Happens Later was a horror movie. No, I think that's a, a romance. It just came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, when Evil Lurks, Haunted Mansion. <clears throat> he writes Haunted Mansion. But I assume yeah. that's a typo. I mean, it could be. What do we know? We don't watch the hard. Yeah, we didn't even see the Haunted Mansion. Uh, number five. This is where he starts to overlap a little bit with some of our titles. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, Godzilla minus one. Number four, Super Mario Bros. Mm. Right up there, number four. Wow. Number three, Barbie. Of course. Yeah. I, I guess I'm a tiny bit surprised. Number two surprises me the most. I'm okay, but let's stay on number three just for one quick second. Yeah. Knowing Encyclopedia Brown the way I do, I was just a tiny bit surprised that Barbie was so high on his list. I don't know because Barbie was fun. Right. And it was the right eighties nostalgia. Yeah. That you know, he and I yep. had some we were we were the kiddos. Yeah, you were just young bucks. Yeah. So Okay, so Barbie number three. Number two, The Creator. Yeah. So his second favorite movie of the year was nowhere on any of our top ten lists. Right. Yeah, I couldn't put it there, but I did like the movie a lot. Yeah, sure. And number one, I love this choice. Indiana Jones. I mean, (laughs) The one with the great train sequence. Yeah. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. It, It used to be called Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah. I think now it's just Dead Reckoning. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Mission Impossible was freaking awesome, and I can't wait to the next one. Yeah. So, look, hey, if you want to write us in about anything whatsoever, go ahead and hit us up at our new email address, 
podcast at pencinema.com. Not to be confused with the old one. It's the new one, podcast at pencinema.com. Now, what what are you doing with yourself? Is that how <laughs> we were saying it? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your what? life? <laughs> what? What's up with you? What are you doing? What's up with you? What's up with you? I went to Reading, Pennsylvania <gasps> with my lovely wife. What? And we saw Pete Davidson. I had an absolute blast. Yeah. Amy, not so much. What? We both agreed that Pete Davidson was not great. Mm. But there, I, I found more, I found parts of his bit that were hilarious, that I laughed out loud. She did not. Wow. There were three comics that opened for him, and they were all great. Like they, <clears throat> it was one of those things where the opening band might have been better than the band. Yeah. You know, he definitely looked like he was like, I mean, you can picture Pete Davidson. You know, you can picture his sort of flat affect. And he just sort of, he just came out and was like himself, yeah. you know, and he didn't really have any, he told some funny jokes. Uh, like we had, a, we had a great time cause it was a night out, you know, we made a big night out, went to got dinner beforehand and we, oh. had, we had a great time, but I'm not saying like, you know, Hey, you should, you know, try to catch him yeah. next time he's on tour. Um, I've also been listening to the Smartless um, podcast. Their episode with Santa Claus on Christmas Eve is to die for. Yeah. It's really good. Um, Amy and I watched a movie called About Fate, which I think was on Netflix. It was the most predictable rom-com you've ever seen in your life. Wow. But we thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I recommend it. If you're looking for, like, some cotton candy um, about fate. And we also watched uh, the original Footloose. There you go. Yeah. What's this LeBron thing? Oh, um, I'm still reading that book. Amy gave me LeBron for for Christmas. Yeah. And you know how I love to read. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it's about sports. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I watched in it, the entire series of all the light we cannot, we can't see. Oh. On Netflix. It's eight. It's a limited series. And the reason I watched it is because it's advertised as this Hugh Lowry and uh, Mark Ruffalo series. Okay. And that they were, there was all this Globe Award talk. It's not, first off, Hugh Lowry and Mark Ruffalo are barely in it. Mm. They're just like afterthoughts to the kid main characters. And it's not very good. Mm. But I did get to the point where I kind of just want to see what happens. Yeah. It's a World War II semi-love story in France thing. Anyway, whatever. Don't waste your time. Jack Reacher's great. It ends this week. Season two ends this week, I think. Uh, would you know, there I was in the middle of reading Murtag by Christopher Paolini. Minding your own business. Minding my own business. And the library was like, hey, time to give it back. And I was like, but I I have 40% of the book left. And they're like, tough. Wait, are you on Libby? Yeah. And they took it right back. It, well, I mean, they reached the end. I had to go. I put it on hold because there's a, a wait list. For yeah. It. So I got. A, I'm on the, the bottom list of the hold. Yeah. Amy. So Amy back. reads a lot of books from Libby, and she has had books she was in the middle of. Yeah. And all of a sudden, whoops. if there's a wait list, if there's not, I think they do give you the option to just renew. Oh, okay. But yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, Onimushu, which was uh, Onimusha, or however you say it. Which was a half decent samurai animated series. That's what I'm up to. Nothing really crazy. But next week, American fiction. Jeffrey Wright is one of the best, and I'm excited. Uh, I for can't this. wait. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. 
Is this the first time? It, it is in my memory. This is the first time I've seen him in a leading role. Yes, he's usually a supportive character. He's usually and and he's always one of my favorite parts of whatever movie he's in. Yeah, he makes the he makes, makes, it. makes it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be great. Um, so look, if you want to be a part of the show, oh, yeah, and you saw any of these movies, want to tell us what you think. Shoot us an email, podcast at pencinema.com. That's the number one way to get in touch with us. But if you want to support the show, yeah. Pen, yeah. what's the number one way to support the show? Well, I'm just going to be completely candid this week. Oh. oh. I'm going to be completely transparent and just tell you what we need. You're on candid camera. What we need is, see, we get lots of movie reviews. People come in and watch a movie. Yeah. And then they go home and they write the little review. Like, guys, my opinion's important. Right. But you know what we don't get a lot of? What's that? People who review movies they haven't seen. <laughs> that's us. <Yeah. laughs> that's us in the first like 10 episodes of but the it's, show. But it's just the two of us. Yeah. I mean, why does it have to be just us? Yeah. Why, why can't somebody write into the show yeah. and tell us their review? It would be really fun to write in a review of a movie you didn't see. But, but, here's, okay, here's the challenge. We want you to write in a review of a movie <laughs> that you haven't seen, but see if you can convince us that you've seen it. Now, right. Now, there's a key right, there. Right, you don't right. want to go too over the top. Right. You don't want to be too knowledgeable about it. That's a great. Don't wiki it. Right. You can't. We can't. You can't cheat. Right. You can't wiki it and be like, "This is what the movie's about." Right. See if you can convince us, and then. Um, Send us a, se a second email immediately afterwards, and in the subject line put, um, what should they say? Uh, the truth. Answer. The answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we won't open that until after we've guessed. <laughs> yeah. Or you could do like me and work in a movie theater, so you just watch the first five minutes and then come back an hour later and watch the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a fun exercise. But if you're not into writing fake movie reviews for right. movies that you haven't seen, and, and actually I'll, I will I will accept a movie review from a movie that you have seen. I mean, if, if you need to. If you need to right. get that off your chest. Well, that's the thing. We're going to have to have some real ones in there right. to mix it up. But if you're not into movie reviews, period, yeah, just tell a friend how much you enjoy the Penn Cinema podcast, and mm. that would really help the show. And if you don't have a friend, that's a lie, because you got us. You got us. Just tell us. Yeah. We'll tell our friends. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, for the Pensano Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>